1: Learn more
0: at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hi, everyone. It's Amanda Rieger-Green. Welcome to Soul Sessions and 2024. You made it. We made it. (laughs) I know it may not feel like that yet. Go easy. Be easy on yourself and with yourself and with other people because we are in massive transitional energies. It's always that way as we shift from one calendar year to the next, it's like a rite of passage. And if you think about times in your life that have felt like rites of passage, more important times, like think about graduating from high school and, you know, kind of moving from being 18 years old into your early 20s, those things happen over time, even though there might be an event that signifies it. It's organic. It's a phase. You evolve. You grow. That's what January is like. There's a settling of energies, and they can feel unsettling. So, If you've already jumped into the year with two feet, tread water for a little bit and go easy on yourself because there's this real drive in the media and with people, start this challenge, do this thing, start your weight loss goals, you know, get into action. If that feels good to you, by all means, go for it. If you have the energy and the focus and the drive and you really have a sense of clarity, hey. More power to you. Take that energy and run with it. But if you're feeling tired, exhausted, wonky, uncertain, and really struggling with your clarity, embrace that. And if you remember, and we're about to talk about numerology a little bit. In the last episode of Soul Sessions for 2023, the whole theme was unfinished business. And if you remember, I said there's going to be unfinished business in January, and that's actually where the treasure is, finishing things up, wrapping things up. So what unfinished business came up for you in the end of December? What's still coming up for you now? And what kind of action can you take what do you need to do to clean house? And I like thinking of cleaning house around this as cleaning a cleaning of the head and the heart. You know, if there's an amends you need to make, if there's a bill that's unpaid that you have the money in your account for, or a bill that's unpaid that maybe you don't have the money in your account for, can you call that person or that vendor that you owe that money to and say, hey, I don't have the money yet? But I can pay you, you know, at this time. So whatever action you can take in terms of unfinished business, cleaning things up, do it. And that little stuff and taking accountability lends us to a beautiful launch into 2024's eight numerological year, because the eight is about action, traction, empowerment, dynamic energy. But it is a year where there's a lot of ebb and flow that can feel – sometimes I use the word sloshy because it feels very watery to me. That's the best analogy I have to give you. And when you think about it, and I've said this before and you'll remember it, when you turn the 8 on its side, it's the infinity symbol. And the only two numbers – in, you know, in numerology, in the base energy, so the numbers zero through nine, which are our building blocks of numerology, the only two numbers that do not have a beginning nor an end are the zero and the eight. And the zero is like the God energy. It is the equalizer, the quantum field, spirit, the universe. I mean, that the, the zero enhances and personifies that's the energy of the zero, the energy of the eight. It's this constant fluid motion. And if you trace the infinity symbol with your finger, that's what the energy will feel like. And the the way that that looks to me, I'm a real visual person with analogies, but it's like a roller coaster. And here's the deal with the eight that's kind of cheeky. I'm going to call it, is, you know, when you go to the theme park and you get on the ride and once they put the lock down and they, you know, pull the lever back or hit go or whatever, you can't get off the ride. Like they've started it and it's on the tracks and you're moving along. You can't say, oh, no, sir, I don't want to do this anymore. I've changed my mind. I mean, that's the thing about roller coasters is unless there's some massive break in the roller coaster, which God forbid, hopefully you have not experienced that, but we know that that has happened. But once the roller coaster, the lever goes down, the safety lock goes down, and they hit go, it's like, you're going. So that's the energy of this year, and it's fluid, and there's momentum. So there's like this building, 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 climax. Oh, my gosh, this is so scary and exciting. And then you get back to the bottom, and it's like climb, 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 excitement, excitement, excitement. And then there's this big crash. So the energy goes from... Building, going, driven, doing, enthusiasm, inspiration. Oh my gosh, I did it. This is amazing. And then you get excited and then all of that energy starts to dissipate and you go down low and you're depressed and you're exhausted. And oh my gosh, what have I got to do next? Oh my gosh, where's the inspiration going to come from? So it's really tricky energy because it's not intended to trip you up. It's really intended to get you very clear on when you're inspired versus when you don't have it in you. When you feel empowered versus when you feel disempowered. And the thing about the energy of the eight, it's an energy of dichotomy. Empowerment is a big theme. And there's this ability to manifest with the eight. But if you're wanting to experience abundance or empowerment, you will automatically experience some circumstances of the opposite. So if it's empowerment, you will attract some disempowering circumstances if it's abundance that you're wanting and you can have both of these things you can manifest both of them too but just get ready be careful what you wish for kind of thing because if it's abundance you're going to experience lack and I don't mean you're going to be destitute but the reason for this is it's almost like spirit and the universe is playing with you playing with us and saying okay you want abundance girlfriend well, I'm going to like remove this client or I'm going to remove this source of income for a little bit and let's see how resourceful you can get. Let's see if you believe you are worthy of abundance, that you have the talents, the time, the energy, the resources, the contacts to make something happen. Because the eight asks us to make things happen not only through our mind and our emotions but through our actions. So inevitably we will experience the opposite of what we're asking for and it's the greatest opportunity of being aware oh my gosh i'm feeling disempowered or this circumstance or this relationship or this job or this health issue is really deflating me it's exhausting me and i'm feeling disempowered i can't find my umph my momentum my voice my truth and when that happens you go okay i don't have it in me today i need help or I need to take a nap or you know what? I need to walk away from this scenario because I don't have it in me. It's using your resourcefulness and your practicality. That's the other thing about the eight I think gets missed is there's a practicality that comes with the eight, meaning when you observe something, how can you take practical action? And a lot of times that practical action is, I need to walk away from this. It's inaction. So again, there's a kind of a paradoxical energy to the eight, and it takes practice and awareness. And I've said this before, and this is kind of like the cautionary tale for the energy of the eight. Sometimes with the eight, you can swing from high to low 10 times in a day meaning you wake up on the sunny side of the bed, everything is great, you've got your schedule plans, we make plans, God laughs kind of energy, and next thing you know, you've forgotten your car keys and you spilled your coffee on you. I mean, that's the simplest example I give, but what happens with that is, well, I just go back in the house. You know, I just tell somebody I'm going to be late. It's not the end of the world. I'm going to change my shirt. I'll get there when I get there, and everything will be okay, and so it creates resiliency. So it may create resiliency five times in some days, which can feel like a lifetime and exhausting. So the key is knowing when you're hungry, eat, when you're tired, sleep. It's about being aware and being practical. For example, on New Year's Day, I woke up and I didn't have that jump out of bed. Oh my gosh, it's New Year's energy. I, I don't typically have that anyway, but I could feel like I felt really subdued kind of exhausted, a little bit, not confused, but lazy. And and I wasn't being lazy. I just was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get up. I'll journal a little bit. I'll have my coffee. I feel a little groggy. My husband and I went on a walk. I didn't even feel like going on a walk, but I thought, The weather is crisp. This will be good for me. And I felt more grounded and clear after the walk. But I didn't feel revitalized after the walk. I didn't feel super motivated to start setting intentions and doing things. So I did the next thing in front of me. I took a shower and we had a little party to go to that was a potluck. And my husband said, you know what, when we go to this party like, we'll go, we'll connect with our friends. And he's like, I really want to be home for this football game. So he said, we're just staying like an hour, hour and a half. And I said, that's fine with me. So we went, we had a nice time. And next thing you know, he's like, say your goodbyes. You know, he told me that like 30 minutes before we needed to go, because he knows me because my goodbyes are not swift. But he was like, okay, he's like, I mean, say your goodbyes now so you can be ready to go in 30 minutes. That's literally what he told me. But we literally, I think we were there an hour and 15 minutes. We had fun. We enjoyed everybody. And then we came home. And the rest of the evening, I was like, I just want to be peaceful. And I will tell you this. There was a just a downtime and a relaxation that came with it. And I also felt a little bit of dis-ease. I wasn't irritable and I wasn't agitated, but I kept feeling like I, quote unquote, should be doing something and i could hear that in my energy field and in my head and i know that comes up for me when i am sitting and i was watching tv and it was like i kept wanting to reach for my phone but i didn't want to be on my phone i didn't want to text i didn't want to get on social media but it was like but let me reach for my phone like something big was going to happen or i needed to be aware of something and i had i didn't and every time i would do that i would be like i would laugh and i'd say uh-uh Sit here, watch TV, a little mindlessness, and feel uneasy. And guess what? I woke up on the second, clear, revitalized, reinvigorated. So that is a beautiful example to me of how the energy this year can feel. You can go from tired, disoriented, confused, exhausted, whatever it may be, to you know, an hour later, or the next day, or the day after that, all of a sudden having a burst of energy. So the key is, when you get inspired, when you are motivated, when you are focused, use it. Use it or lose it, my friends. Use it wisely and use it efficiently and effectively. So it's definitely quality over quantity, because if you miss the quality over quantity piece, you'll be exhausted. And it won't just be from the output of energy or taking action or making things happen, moving and shaking. It'll be from in your downtime, not really allowing yourself to rest. In your downtime, not finding regeneration, not being soft and gentle and easy with yourself. And there's a lot of momentum and opportunity that comes through stillness and quiet even if that stillness and quiet is freaking uncomfortable it'll get better it'll get easier so it's a year of fine-tuning energy and remember the levers down on the roller coaster we've taken off from the station so we're in it but remember whatever business whatever you were letting go of whatever unfinished business you had that came up for you in 2023 Write that down. Look at it and say, is there anything that needs to be fine-tuned? And I also implore you and suggest that you say, hey, spirit, hey, universe, I think this is my only unfinished business, but I'm open for you to show me what else is unfinished and lurking around the corner that I hadn't seen yet. I mean, that takes balls. <laughs> like, it's like, let me just say, like, that's what's coming out. I'm like, that takes balls, y'all. Like, <laughs> sorry for the language, but that's, all, that's what came through, meaning like, hey, You know what? Life hadn't been easy. Last year was hard, y'all. Like last year was freaking run through the ringer tough. Like it was, it was like not an easy year. And I mean, y'all know I dealt with some really personal heavy stuff last year with my mom dying and those sorts of things. I mean, sure, that was really hard. But I mean, I work with a lot of people and I connect and I connect with energy collectively and personally. I don't know many people that were like, oh my gosh, I had the most amazing year. It was abundant and rewarding. Now, I tell you what, I have run into a handful of people and I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? What have you done? But most of them had really been fine tuning and were very poised and either their numerology and their astrology supported it. They had been through harder times in the years prior and everything started to click. But for the most part, we were all really stuck and stuck in ourselves because it was an introspective year. The seven is just that way. I mean, it asks us to dig deep. And if you don't feel like you created a consistent or a healthy spiritual program or you don't feel like you dug deep last year, so what? So what? You're here now. You always, you know, they say in yoga, if you've taken a yoga class, every moment is a moment to begin again, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, guess what? It's true. It's totally true. Every moment is a moment to begin again. So if you don't think you rolled up your sleeves spiritually and did the work and the grunt work and dug deep, it's okay. You can start now. And January is an awesome month for that because not only are we in this eight year, which does have a lot of traction and extroversion and action that is associated with it, but we're in a nine month.
1: Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. We went from normal life, healthy child
0: to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Not only are we in this eight year, which does have a lot of traction and extroversion and action that is associated with it, but we're in a nine month so 2024, 2 plus 0 plus 2 foot plus 4 equals 8. That's how we get the 8 universal year. And January is the first month of the year, and we're in an 8-year universally. So 8 plus 1 equals 9. 9 is the number of completion. It's the number of suiting up, showing up, and then letting go and letting God. There's a tremendous amount of integrity that accompanies the energy of the 9 and surrender which means the road freaking less traveled. It really says, okay, what do I need to do that I just don't want to do? But when I do it, I know I'm going to feel more empowered. I know I'm going to feel better about myself for speaking the truth. I have a couple of things on my plate, and I was waiting because I was waiting for Mercury to turn direct, which it did, whoop, whoop, January 1st, and it did it last night. I mean, I had all sorts of weird glitches and things go on the last few days. I don't know if you all did, but there was like Mercury. I was like, quit tripping me out. I'm done. I'm over you. But it was like, all right, let it flow. So Mercury is stationed direct. And also Jupiter is direct. All of the planets are direct except Uranus. And Uranus is about dynamic shifts and changes. It kind of marries the energy of the eight a little bit in numerology. It will station direct at the end of the month, I believe on the 27th. So once Uranus stations direct, we will have all planets moving direct through early April. So guess what, friends? Not only in the numerology, because February will be a one month. How do I get that? We're in an eight year. February is the second month. Eight plus two equals ten. One plus zero equals one. So one, the initiator, new beginnings, pioneering spirit, courage, bravery, fire starter kind of energy that's the one and the one is the beginning and the one is the mighty I am I am fill in your blank that's February and all planets are moving direct in the sky <laughs> so February is going to feel like the start of the year more so than January does so if you can't put your finger on it right now or you can't figure out your intentions for the year or if you're already frustrated that you've, you know, said, I'm not going to eat sugar this year. And you just binged on brownies this morning for breakfast. I mean, like, I did that yesterday, because we still had some brownies in the house. And I'm like, they're gone now. But I did. And that's like, so what? You will start when it feels organic to you. So see if you can give yourself permission to be natural, be organic. And the best way to do that is to say, Hey, universe, help me, show me I'm open, I'm ready, and then I'm paying attention. So that means when you're tired, find ways to rejuvenate, to rest. Even if you have a full day, you can you pause and take a few breath cycles? And y'all have heard me say this before. I know I shared it on my Instagram, and it's this breath cycle practice that I love, and it's a four, six, eight inhalation breath cycle. So what you do is you inhale for 4 seconds, hold, exhale 4 seconds, hold. Inhale 6 seconds, hold, exhale 6 seconds, hold. Inhale 8 seconds, hold, exhale 8 seconds, hold. And then if you feel like it, you can repeat, but it resets the central nervous system. It also gets you still and quiet for for a little bit of time, and that's a great way to reset. So find creative ways to begin again, to do your yoga in life. That will help you this year. So one of the things that I want to give as a little assignment and a little homework for this month, okay, not this week, not to get done right now today, unless it just brilliantly comes to you. And if it does, totally reach out, share it. The email is podcast at soulsessions.me. So if something brilliant comes to you in the next 24 hours, you shoot me an email cuz I want to know. I want to share in your your clarity and your lightning bolt energy. But pick a word or two for 2024 as your themes. And instead of really consternating on that and focusing heavily Just say, show me a word, like show me a word or two. Don't get too wordy. I mean, it could be a saying if you want a saying, but really a word or two that resonates with you that you feel is aligned with your growth, your evolutionary aim. That is something that could be a theme for the year that you would aspire to. This is aspirational energy. I had a listener reach out and she sent me the sweetest email and wanted to tell me a few things that were going on and had a really great question that I'm going to address that I think will be helpful for everybody. She said that at the beginning of 2023, she told her husband and a few close friends that her word of 2023 was going to be healing. She said, I've never been a big New Year's Eve resolutions person or New Year's resolutions person, so I thought a word would be more fitting for me. She said, and boy, did I receive that healing that I set out for in 2023. She said, hearing you talk about numerology and 2023 being a seven universal year and all of the energy that the seven holds, seeking, searching, diving deeper, all of that resonated with her, she said. And she says, After this year, she says she's had profound healing, and she feels more aligned with herself and the journey that she started and will continue into 2024. And I love that, that it organically came to her to choose a word and how that unfolded, because I can bet you that Lindsay, and Lindsay, I know she shared a few other things with me in an email, but I can bet you anything that when she said healing and that came to her, she was probably thinking, you know, more along the lines of physical health and well-being. You know, we just don't know what something means until the puzzle pieces cosmically and divinely come together. And then we get to reflect and be like, wow, that's what that taught me. Whoa, that's what that meant. So instead of just scribbling down 25 words and circling your top two, ask for those to synchronistically show up in your life. And I'll tell you what. So I did this before the podcast. I literally was like, well, what are my words for the year? What is my word? And I couldn't come up with a darn thing because everything I was like, eh, that's not it. Nah, that's too obvious. No, you know, it was like nothing resonated with me. And so I said, all right, fine. I don't know what the word is. Just show me when it's time. And I fully expected it. And here I'm having an expectation on my intention, which is, you know. But in my mind, I thought, yeah, if I see it next week, I'll know it. That's really the way I let go of it. It was like, if I see it next week, boom, I'll know it. I'll be driving or somebody will say something. It wasn't 10 minutes later, I got an email. And the two words were in the title, like the subject line of the email, And I'm not going to share them with you because I think they need to germinate and resonate within me. And I encourage you to do the same. But I have to tell you what's funny is that email was not some 2024 kickoff, do this, this, you know, this year, here's your, you know, manifestation challenge or whatever it might be. It was like a junk email, like it was something that should have been in my junk folder or spam And both of the words were, when I saw them, I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. Those are the words. So I'm writing those down. And that's what I would encourage you to do when they come to you. And if they come to you at the 11th hour this month, so what? They'll come to you when they come. But a word or two, when it comes to you, write it down. Put it in the front of one of your journals. I would do that just so you see it occasionally. You know, you don't need it in your face all the time. So you see it occasionally. And I would also write it on a piece of paper. I would fold it up, and I would put it in a book or your jewelry drawer or in the drawer next to your bedside table, somewhere where you will accidentally find it again later when you're not looking for it. And you don't have to get too like thoughtful on that. Just literally write it on a piece of paper, fold it up, you know, right. 2024, and write your word or two, fold it up, and go put it somewhere intentional, but forget about it. And it's like sending a wish out, throwing a coin into a fountain. Do that and see how it unfolds for you. See what happens come the end of the year. And we'll revisit that, but gosh, we got time. One of Lindsay's other questions, and she was talking about numbers, and I've actually had this question come up two or three times from people, and it's super curious. That's why I want to share it with you all. She said lately I've been working on intentionally asking for signs. I keep seeing very specific times on a clock, and they all are birthday times. Y'all, I get this all the time from people. Oh my gosh, I see my husband's birthday, or I see my birthday on the clock, or I see my my son's birthday, or my grandmother's birthday. A lot of us get signs through other people's significant dates. Like, so not even our birthdays, but other people that we care about their numbers. One of the things I love about that, first and foremost, and I'll tell you what Lindsay's question is. And her question, essentially, because she said she sees her, her husband's birthday all the time. His birthday is August 13th. And she said, I see 8.13 or 8.13 p.m., And she said, sometimes both on the same day, like 8.13 a.m., 8.13 p.m. She said, do you have any guidance? You know, what small things could this indicate? Here's the thing. First of all, and I say this all the time, and it's something that is really simple but profound, is whenever we notice repeating numbers, whether it's 11.11 or 2.33 or 8.13, Whenever we notice them and we notice them again and again, it's snapping us into conscious awareness and saying we are on track. We are aligned with something. Pay attention. The signs are always there. They're accessible. So without perfectly knowing the meaning, it's about knowing. You get that? It's deeper than what exactly does this mean? It's I know. I know I'm aligned. I know something is connected. I know something bigger is going on. I know. I believe. I trust. Wow. Oh, my gosh. This is so crazy. This is bizarre. That's part of it. It's that transcendent quality in the everyday and noticing it and having that spark run through you. The thing I love about this being her husband's birthday, and like I said, I've had numerous people reach out with this same circumstance of the numbers and a significant other or someone's birthday that they love. couple of things. One, it gets us out of ourselves. And I know that sounds kind of like, what? You know, that's boring. <laughs> but it it gets us out of our own head and everything is about me and what what does this mean for me and it gets us into thinking about someone else someone we are intricately connected to. and I tell you what you might see somebody's birthday that you don't care too much for or they've hurt your feelings or they're your you know they have really done something and you shut them out of your life. Like it may not feel good, but you've noticed it and you're telepathically on the same wavelength as them. So that's one indication is that there is a an invisible cord connecting you to that person. And if it is someone you care about and love and you see that, boom, it's a reminder to love them well, to tell them you love them, to show them you love them, to reach out and connect, reach out and communicate, but also to say... Oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. I keep seeing your birthday everywhere. And it blows my mind and it just means that you're with me. You're close to me. Sharing that stuff with the people we love and because they happen to be included, that part is really one intricate piece to it. The other thing is, and like I was saying, if it has to do with someone that maybe you have a strained relationship with, it may be signaling you that you've got some cords attached. You've got some quote unquote unfinished business, some healing to do, which means, you know, forgiveness isn't always so much about the other person as it is about ourselves. And we have these energetic cords attached to us with people, especially in relationships that are very enmeshed or intertwined that can become or feel karmic. And I'm going to talk about karma in a minute because the eight has a lot of karmic energy attached to it. So Lindsay's question is so interesting and divinely aligned. So if it is a number that resonates with somebody that maybe you've got some healing to do with or around, it's where can you clear that energy? Sometimes it's not safe to go physically make amends or have a dialogue or have a discussion because you either may not be ready You may not want to, or it's just unsafe. It's more about, can I pray about this? Can I ask for divine support? Can I ask for this to be healed organically? Because I don't want to carry around any of this weight and I don't want cords attached to me, energetic cords that are limiting my ability to experience freedom, joy, greater happiness, greater peace. So it may be reminding you to cut cords. That is one thing if there is kind of an ick factor that comes with it. But it's also asking you to focus on some of that energy and figure out what your role is. And that's, that's what you have control over, your attitudes, actions, and behaviors. And I know for me, both amends and forgiveness, and I, this is going to sound backwards and maybe even selfish to you, but they're not about the other person. They're about me. And it's about healthy selfishness. It's about me cleaning my side of the street. Me doing what I need to do in order to step into integrity, to be better, to heal, to grow, and to be able to hold my head up high, whatever that looks like. So just think about that a little bit and how that may come up for you because that really does track with the energy of the nine. So Lindsay, thank you for reaching out. And I also sent Lindsay a voice memo just about her husband and some other things that came up because there were some specific things that were coming up for her and with her husband's energy and her energy, and it totally tracked. So if you do have someone else's, like some numbers that are coming up that belong to someone else significant in your life, dig deep and be like, show me a sign. What is this actually? I know that it means something. I know, but I'm ready to understand and get more clarity around it. Have fun. Look for the signs, cause they will appear.
1: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh wow, you look so good for your age. Like why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
0: We went from normal life,
1: healthy child,
0: to acute lymphoblastic leukemia, or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude.
1: You can help kids
0: fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. One thing I want to say regarding all of this is we are better equipped now in 2024 to respond to questions and we want your questions we welcome your questions and i want to be able to share them on the podcast because you all send great stuff and have good insights and practices and spins on things that I wouldn't even think about that I think will be relevant to everybody out there. So if you've got questions or comments or feedback, definitely pass it along. We're going to be better about responding and we're more equipped. It's podcast at soulsessions.me. So on upcoming episodes, we will start sharing a, a listener question or two that really resonates to the with the whole I want to go back to one more thing as it relates to the energy of the eight and karma. All right, don't freak out about this because it's not freaky. It's just, it's just true. It's not freaky. It's just true. Okay, so the eight is like a year of karmic debt and it's a year of karmic payout. So remember how I talked about the the eight really generates a lot of abundance and then it can also generate lack. With the karma, it's like it's a year of unfinished business where if anything in your energy field where you have misstepped, you have mistreated, you have been unkind, you haven't been the best version of yourself that you know deep down needs to be addressed, it will come back up. And I don't mean literally people or circumstances will repeat or show up. They might. But it's more like you're balancing the energy field this year. So, where you've done well, where you've been generous, where you've been kind when you didn't need to be, or given back, or done the work, or dug deeper spiritually, worked on your growth and your healing, that stuff tends to pay out in unexpected ways. But we will be shown where we are deficient or where maybe we have slipped and it could be from this lifetime or it could be from other lifetimes. So it's not anything to be afraid of, but here's how I like to look at it. Any challenges that I face this year, whether they're relationship challenges, financial challenges, anything that comes up that is painful or hard or creates struggle and suffering, instead of saying why is all this happening to me the better perspective and attitude is how can I clear this how can I heal it whatever it is I'm not going to sit in the self-pity or this isn't fair or I've worked so hard I've been so good why is all this stuff happening to me poor pitiful me because I can do that I'm like this is I mean you're talking to the Libra this isn't fair you know (laughs) like this isn't fair and It's kind of one of those years where, yeah, you can be a human for a minute and have your little pity party and stomp your foot like a five-year-old. Go ahead, do it. Let the energy run through you. But then say, how do I get into action to heal this? What do I need to do to mend fences or clean up my side of the street? Because whatever this is, boom, I want to level up through it. I want to right this wrong. And again, it's not anything to be fearful of. It's more like I'm bucking up and I'm going to freaking do the work because the quicker you look at challenges or obstacles or pain and suffering as an opportunity to heal, to reconcile, to go deeper, to flip the coin or flip the script on it and actively face it, the more resilient you will come and boom, the quicker the abundance, the quicker the healing And listen, when I'm saying the pain and suffering, you know, if you are struggling with a loved one who is sick or something really heavy and challenging happens this year, because life throws stuff at us, this is not me saying, oh, you did something bad. This is your fault. Okay, so don't be confused by that because y'all life happens. And sometimes heavy stuff happens in life. We all know what that feels like. I mean, I can list out traumatic and painful circumstances. And I mean, I'm snickering about it now, but I'm not minimalizing it in any way. So I also want you to remember with a really gentle heart, if you experience some really heavy, challenging stuff this year, it's not your fault. You didn't cause this. You didn't do something wrong. You're not deficient in any way or bad or any of that stuff no whatever is coming at you is coming at you so you can heal you can recognize your empowerment your importance and also that guess what you're not alone sometimes for me when the most challenging things have happened in my life so far it's how I've learned to ask for help and how I've learned to let people love on me and how I've learned to trust those aren't small things like this year with my mom this last year I have closer relationships with my half-siblings as a result of that. And I, I know they love me and I know I can ask them for help and I know I can be honest about where I am at any given point and they're still going to be there. Like I really inherently did not fundamentally understand or know that until this last year. And it's not that they had done anything to confuse that in me. It was my own fear you know, of certain things. But now I know better what love is and what love is from family and asking for help and being vulnerable in deeper ways than I ever have. So I didn't do anything to cause my mom being sick, but it is what did I do when she was sick? How did I show up? And when I showed up messy, and this is the perfect energy of kind of the karmic energy of the eight, when I showed up messy, when my mom was sick, I've really done a lot of healing work to make amends where I needed to, whether it was to my mom beyond in the grave on the other side or to people in real life. Time is not linear. So I know I just went deep with that, but that's kind of the energy of the eight. It can be a really transformational year. And it happens through in real-time, day-to-day interactions out in the world. Unlike last year, which was way more introspective and private, this year it's like you may feel like you're on display. The last theme I'll leave you you with, because a couple of things came to mind for the energy of the eight, is no doubt. Like that came up for me. It's like, hey, I don't want to doubt myself. Self-doubt is a freaking killer in the energy of the eight. So insecurity and self-doubt will keep you in like a, a dog chasing your tail kind of energy, in a vortex and a matrix that is spinning counterclockwise. And that is really confusing to get out of. So no doubt, it's like no fear, no doubt. You know, where can I heal the doubt? Where can I heal the insecurity? And it's also a jump off the diving board kind of year. Do you remember when you were younger, the first time you ever jumped off the diving board? I re- we had a diving board at one point, so I remember jumping off of that, but I remember going to the pool with some friends, like the community pool or club pool or whatever it was, and they had a diving board, and they had like a a big diving board, and then they had a high dive, and I remember jumping off the bigger diving board, and I was probably like four or something, but I remember climbing all the way up there and kind of standing at the end, and it was kind of like, you know, that feeling of, whoa, this is kind of far down, like I know how to swim, I'm a good swimmer, but this is far down. This is a jump off the diving board kind of year. Like, you're going to be a little afraid. You're going to be iffy. But it's a risk and reward kind of year. It's make a freaking big splash kind of year. Jump off the diving board and be like, oh, my gosh, I did it. That was amazing. Can I do it again? I mean, because that's what I remember happening when I jumped off the diving board. After I did it and my heart sank and leapt and all those things, I got out of the water. I swam to the side and I ran around and did it again and again. And then I don't know when I jumped off the high diving board, but it wasn't that day. I didn't jump off the high diving board that day. So you don't have to overdo it. You know, you don't have to do the low diving board and the high diving board in one day. But it's a jump off the diving board kind of year and make a big splash, make a big impression. One more thing that's coming up because like a handful of things are. And we're going to do a part two to this episode because there's so much. There's so much with the eight that I want to teach you and share with you. And that I think you'll better see as, the, of course, as the year rolls on, because you're going to start noticing it within yourself. And I want to hear your feedback, but don't play hooky. And what I mean by that, remember how I said, if you're tired, sleep, if you're hungry, eat, definitely chop wood, carry water. But when you wake up and you're, you've are you got work or you've got life or you've got responsibilities and you're just like, oh, I'm not feeling it today, get up and say, give me the energy. You know what? I can show up for this and maybe I can scratch this off my list today. Or maybe I can ask someone to help me out. You know, make this day easier, even if my energy feels a little bit depleted. So what that means is don't play hooky for life or what's in front of you. But you don't have to be in overdrive. You don't have to be in overachiever mode. Because that's where my fallback is. I don't. Sometimes I don't get the good enough is good enough energy because it's perfectionist, overachieving, overdoing, overdrive. And this is the kind of year that you will run out of freaking gas in two or three or four months if you're in overdrive all the time. So it's like if you wake up, don't play hooky, meaning don't just not go to work. Now, listen, take a wellness day if you need to. Plan some wellness days. You know, I'm going to take a Friday off. Just because why not? And I'm going to run errands, you know, or just go do stuff in life. That is really conscious and conscientious. But if you need to take the day off because you really don't feel well or something is going on, okay, take the day off. But don't shy away from life because you're so depleted and exhausted. Ask for unseen help. Ask for resources. Ask yourself how the day can be more fluid and flexible without you feeling like you have to overperform, overachieve, and be in overdrive. I'm super excited for the year. I've got a surprise coming that I'm thrilled about. I have created a 2024 guidebook, and it's all focused around the energy of the eight. So it has all the details of the eight, the high vibrations and the obstacles it has the overview the spiritual energies it's got crystal recommendations intentions and then I will also in that guidebook and I'm still fine-tuning it because I'm feeling the energies this is an example of you know I didn't write this last year even though I'm pretty familiar with the energy of the eight I've been doing this a while I've done my own research I do it with clients I see it I feel it I didn't want to just write it before and publish it, so I'm still working on it. And I hope it'll be published in the next week, so you'll be able to download a copy. But the great thing about it is it has the overview, it'll have journal prompts, intentions. It's very straightforward, very clear, great roadmap. And then it'll do like a play-by-play January through December with things to look for in the numerology code for January. Couple of journal prompts and an intention and a crystal recommendation. So it's going to be simple, straightforward, comprehensive, and it will navigate you through this year. So if you're not on my newsletter list, go on to soulpathology.com, sign up for the newsletter because that's an easy way to stay up to speed. I don't send many newsletters out two a month, every now and then three. So it's not, I don't bombard people with that stuff, but that's a great way or hopping on social media on Instagram at soulpathology.com. And I'll leave you with a crystal recommendation. How about that? If there was one crystal that I had to pick for the energy of 2024, hands down, it's malachite. Malachite. Malachite is this incredible green stone that's really striking to look at. And it's got these beautiful different hues of green. It's a a stone that resonates with heart chakra. But it is also a beautifully energetic stone that helps cleanse and clear your energy. It reduces electromagnetic frequencies that we pick up on in the body. So all of the unnatural Bluetooth and frequency waves we're getting bombarded by all the time. It helps clear the energy around us and fine tune stabilize and harmonize with a resonance the energy within us so it's really helpful anytime but i think it's a great stone for this year it's also a wonderful manifestation stone which is a big theme of the energy of the eight your thoughts and your emotions and your actions truly truly can manifest an abundant reality or a challenging one And malachite helps not only ground, but elevate your energy field. So it's grounding and elevating simultaneously. So it creates this beautiful resonance and alignment. It's heart-centered, so it comes from a place of, it it kind of finds, tunes your sense of unconditional love. It also is a stone of abundance. And I find with malachite, there's a tremendous amount of Clarity in your intuitive and psychic abilities. It's a very psychic stone because it clears the radio frequencies and energetic electromagnetic frequencies around the body and creates this deeper cohesion and resonance. It clears the mind and your consciousness and integrates higher consciousness with your human consciousness. So boom, synchronicities happen faster. Boom, insights. Boom, clarity. I love Malachite for that reason. All right, everyone, I wish you all a beautiful beginning to January. And may you be easy, easy on yourself and easy on others. Let it be organic. If you're not feeling it, don't do it. If you've got a surge of energy, go for it. Ride the waves. Remember, we're on the roller coaster and they've hit go. So you're on this roller coaster for a while. Why not let it flow, and enjoy it. There's a lot of fluidity to receive this year, a lot of opportunity to manifest abundance and to make your mark, but it's about stamina, and it's about the longer game, not immediate gratification. So be patient and easy with yourself where you can. I am looking forward to some feedback. Any questions or any insights you have, definitely share them with us and we will be back next week with a part two and we will fine tune some of the energies of the eight and I have some other recommendations and practices that I think will support you all as you transition through January and then boom, we hit February and it ramps up. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.